This is Tiger Hall. What are the challenges unique to running a business as a young leader? I'm excited to share this conversation with Arun Babu with you. Arun became CEO of Deloitte Consulting Africa at the age of 39, making him one of the youngest senior leaders at Deloitte. He has some great insights. Here he is. Arun, as a young leader in business, what are some helpful mindsets that can anchor you and help you be successful? Hi, Pippa. I'm going to pick on three for this topic. So for me, growth mindset is number one. Growth mindset for me is the ability to continuously learn and to assume that you do not know it all and that you actually can learn at a fast pace. And regardless of the seniority of the role that you take on, you need to keep having the growth mindset and learning mindset. That's very important. The second one is the concept of abundance. Okay, We often lived in a constrained world where you're either fighting against competition or fighting for talent. You are trying to take a generation of leaders along with you. And having this abundant mindset that there is space for everyone, there is ability to thrive and create a fulfilling environment for all of the stakeholders you work with is really important. And the third one is perhaps more personal in the sense that often as a young leader with significant responsibilities, you haven't had the chance to emotionally mature to handle some of the complexities that come to play. So I, for example, used to take things very personally. Work is personal. I put a lot into it. And often understanding that the conflicts and the difficulties you face are not personal is just difficult things that need to be dealt with, but it's not a personal attack on you and not taking things personally is really important. Those are the kind of three mindsets I would say. So going back to it, growth mindset, abundance, and not taking things personally. That last one is definitely easier said than done, (laughs) but glad if you've managed to get a handle on it. Okay. When leading people who are more experienced than you, how should you approach it? Have you found any strategies to gain respect and navigate hierarchical structures? Creating a place of belonging for everyone is perhaps the right framing for it to say that, I mean, whether you are coming from a reasonably young leader, you're going to have people in the organization that played a pivotal role in you getting there. Okay? Often you are leading people that were your previous managers and leaders, mm. people who've played fundamental roles in mentoring you, who are now working in your organizational structure. So having the humility to understand that this ecosystem is interdependent, that one day, someone working for me needs to lead me is a place that you need to start with. And I think that's quite an important starting point. And it's easy in a consulting type of organization where this refresh and natural progression of leaders and ability for senior leaders to step aside and allow for new blood to come and infuse the organization with new thinking, new energy. That's important. The second one is to understand how to get the most of both sides of the equation, right? There's wisdom, experience, lots of past learnings, patterns that you don't want to lose out. So it's really important to genuinely think about how you do not alienate any part of the organization. And it's less about loyalty and less about winning people over. You are going to have a challenge in any organization. Not everyone is going to instinctively buy into your vision, your strategy. You need to have reasonably broad support, but you also need to have the guts and the confidence to say, I am making certain choices And the organization, over time, 
will either buy into it, not buy into it. Hopefully, you are on the former and you can get the buy-in. But it's important not to chase your support structures. Otherwise, you make the wrong decisions. You're trying to build a network of patronage that's not required. It's really important to rather ask the question, how can I create maximum value from across the organization? How do I engage the wisdom experience on the one side? At the same time, you also have amazing emerging talent that played a key role in your own success story. And you do want to make sure that they have the same level of progression and success following you and staying in the organization and in your leadership structure, they need to see their own progression. So finding that balance between how do you create the same level of growth that you experience for others that are in your environment and ask the same question about how do I farm and maximize the wisdom experience that are they in the organization from the senior leaders? Such a mature, wonderful response. But I'm wondering, have you ever come up against people being bothered by the fact that you're younger than them? I sort of grasping on what you said about what if you are now your former boss's boss? Has that ever been an issue? I think I'm lucky to be in an environment where that is reasonably common. I think perhaps mm. losing some hair helps you in at least looking <laughs> looking older than you actually age, and, and that does help. Uh, other than that, I mean, I think I was blessed with an environment where that is reasonably acceptable. But it's human nature to have loyalty and a way of being followed or being led and attachment to previous leaders. And that is natural. And you are going to face that in any organization. But broadly, you don't want to get consumed by who absolutely is loyal to you or who actually feels your strategy is compelling. Otherwise, that narrative is all about internal focus and you don't take a step back and look at what's the greater mission that I'm actually after. Hey, sorry to so rudely interrupt my own conversation, but I just wanted to let you know that this is a Tiger Hall podcast. Tiger Hall is the world's leading social learning platform, and we have hundreds of interviews just like this with amazing senior business leaders from around the world. These can all be accessed via the Tiger Hall app, which is free to download. You get free content every month and new stuff is uploaded every workday. I hope to see you there. I can tell you're quite philosophical. One thing that you mentioned on our call last week, you said your ego needs to take a back seat. You need to make yourself redundant. Almost poetic. I loved it so much that I wrote it down. Can you tell listeners what you mean by this? I'm going to start with the last part of it. I think for me, personally, it's worked in my career to make myself redundant all the time. So the philosophy mm-hmm. is that we are in an abundant world and there are opportunities. And the sooner you can replace yourself, which means that you're growing someone else to take over from you, which means that you're self-servingly, you are learning how to lead others. You are getting them to be better leaders. And of course, if they are growing, they're growing to take over your role. And if you don't allow that progression, then they are following you for your own self-interest. So I think that's quite important to make yourself redundant and allow others to take on your roles. And every single time this has been done, I've been presented with a better opportunity, a more complex problem to solve, a completely parallel universe to go and serve in. And each of those experiences collectively over a 20-year career probably played a big role in me getting this role is that you learn different things, you become uncomfortable more often than you should in a linear career, you get exposed to different environments. So it has worked very well for me to have this concept of making yourself redundant. It does get more difficult 
the more skinny you get because you probably can't see easily what is a parallel role or a better role or a new thing I can do beyond this new title that you've got. And that requires some self-reflection and some confidence to say that that is still the right thing to do. If there's someone better to lead this organization that is emerging, your job is to accelerate the ability to get there and make yourself redundant. And you have to have confidence that, well, it's inside the organization or outside. There are opportunities waiting for you. The world has got enough problems for someone to solve. And if you still have the energy and the competence to do it, it will appear in front of you. That's the first part of making yourself redundant. I mean, the ego part is a hard one. It's probably a work in progress even for me is that you tend to consume or become the persona that represents the strategy. So the strategy is Arun's view or the leader's view and, and that often does not stick. The strategy and the choice you make need to survive beyond you. The culture you create must survive without you. And that is about taking a step back and saying, this is not about you. This is about you playing a role in allowing the organization to move forward with you being an enabler rather than you being the strategy. Beautifully put, really well phrased. What are some things or some scenarios that you should plan for as a young leader in business? How can you anticipate and plan for challenges that may arise? The first one is self-doubt, right? I mean, as much as we have all worked hard and probably have earned our stripe to have the roles that we serve, there are many experiences we have not been exposed to. And every time something new hits you, and for me, it was health. I had a reasonably serious health scare six months into my role, and I developed some anxiety-related issues linked to it. And then suddenly you question yourself, am I actually built for this? Am I, do I have the resilience to handle this? And self-doubt creeps in. So I think whether it's health or whether it's complexity at work, whether it's failure to meet expectations, any form of setback, and typically these leaders who come up fast have had accelerated careers, lots of pats on the back saying you're amazing. And then you get to a moment where you're not so amazing. You're actually making mistakes. You're actually behind the curve. And then when you're faced with that, self-doubt becomes a really important factor. So getting the right support, whether it's coaches, whether it's psychological support, whatever is required to create an environment around you to protect you in those moments of vulnerability is really important. Resilience in general is probably something we underestimate. And we've done complex roles before, but the level of complexity doesn't just increase linearly, it compounds and it actually becomes exponentially more complex when you're at the top of the business. So that, that for me has been a big learning curve and I would probably say it's a common scenario everyone needs to plan for. Mm. When someone beautifully put it to me as a coach once saying that there are three marriages in life, one is with work, one is with the family or your partner and the third marriage is with self, okay? And your marriage to self is probably the one that you've most ignored in a fast-paced career and you want to invest into that very early in your tenure. You want to find the things that give you joy. You want to fill your cup as often as you can with the things that absolutely make you you. Remain authentic with it and that probably is my advice around that. Mm, that's brilliant advice. I'm so sorry to hear about the health scare as well. I, I do hope all is, all is well now. I'm much better, thank you. Good. Okay. What would you say are the most common mistakes that young leaders make in business and how can they be avoided? One of the common mistakes I believe young leaders are likely to make is preordained answers. Okay? They've had certain patterns that got them through an accelerated career. 
and you have certain patterns you follow and you tend to have preordained answers on what got you here is what I'm going to keep following. Mm. And that could be a mistake because that is how when you had control over a sub-business or a business unit, you had a lot more control than you will as the leader of a larger business where you are actually at the mercy of the leadership of five to ten others. And your style of leading might not work for the five to 10 that you're going to lead in this new role. So I think preordained answers are one big one. The other way it plays out is that you have a view on who is the right leadership team around you because based on the experiences that you've had working with others. And if I think back, I would have made the wrong choices if I had all my preordained answers were executed, I would have made the wrong choices. Taking some time and observing for a couple of months and allowable weaknesses to continue while you form your view on the future is perhaps a really important tip I can give others. That's brilliant advice. Final question for you on, on this topic. For young leaders listening, what's the best advice you want to leave them with? Perhaps some reflection points? I would say start with the why. Okay? Why do you want this role is sometimes not explored enough. It seems like the next natural progression. You've always found joy in making new learning opportunities, new challenges, more complex roles, better rewards, things that gradually just take you on a treadmill and you feel like this is the next logical step. And I don't think these kind of roles, that is sufficient enough to thrive in it. You need to take a step back and say, beyond what is in it for me from playing this role, what's in it for the firm to have you as a leader? What's in it for the people to have you as a leader? And what is my contribution beyond what's in it for me to this organization that you serve helps you deal with the complex parts of your job. The day that you actually really challenged and you're not enjoying your work or you're actually having a really bad day, if you can locate why did I take this job and what's my bigger purpose in this organization, it'll get you through those tough times. And it's really important that the why do you want to do this role is answered with sufficient clarity up front. Okay, Arun, thank you so much. You've been listening to a Tiger Hall podcast. Quick favor, if you like this content, please hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new upload from us. And of course, if you're hungry for more, and why wouldn't you be, don't forget to download the Tiger Hall app for hundreds more just like this.